Welcome to Compass with Helady Michelia. Finding direction for your life. Greetings of grace. We bless God. We bless God for this opportunity once again today to uh, bring the word of God to us. Um, uh, what a joy it is to bring the word of God. Um, we've been teaching on this particular series, uh, the purpose-driven life, living the life of impact, living a life of impact. And we are beginning with this teaching, with this series of teachings in this new year, because I believe with the whole of my heart that this year is going to be a year when we are going to impact our world. When we're going to do the unusual, when we're going to do the things that will, will change many things, will make permanent changes in our lives. And so therefore I want to take the time today to just share the word of God with us. Thank you, And we're on lesson 13 today. We're on lesson number 13. And it says, worship that pleases God. Remember, we have defined worship earlier. We say worship is anything that you do that you bring to bear in that thing that you are doing it unto the Lord. Worship is anything that you are doing and you are involving God in it. Worship is anything that you are doing that the end of it, the intent behind that thing that you are doing is to bring glory to God. So you can turn anything into worship. You can turn your job into worship. You can make it in such a way that it pleases God. You can turn your sleep into worship. You know, um, for many years of my life, I, I didn't sleep well. I didn't, and I didn't sleep adequately. I would just, you know, I would, I would stay late, I would stay up late into the night. I will, I, I naturally wake up early. So I would stay late in the night. I wake up early. And not had sufficient sleep And then I don't really sleep during the day I'll just be awake Maybe I'll just doze off from time to time But I'm awake And my body Began to You know my body began to react To the, all of that stress And I came to understand That taking care of your body Is part of worship the Bible says your body is the temple of God. So taking care of that temple of God, just like you will come and, you know, clean the physical temple where we meet, the church, you will clean it, you would dress it, you will beautify it, you make it such as make it attractive. That is how you are also supposed to take care of your physical body because that physical body is the real temple, you know, is the real temple. So, we are talking about a, a relationship, a life that pleases God and a, a, a worship that pleases God. So, we are saying any, you can turn anything into worship. You know, you can turn anything into worship. The Bible says in Mark twelve thirty, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. With all your strength. God wants all of you. God doesn't want a part of your life. You know, there are some people who, they give God a part of their life. They don't God give God everything. They give God a part of their life. So, they, 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 they give God Sunday. 
but they keep back Monday to Saturday. They give God, you know, even you know that even your tithe, you can you can turn that thing into a part of your life. So you just come at the end of the month, you pay your tithe. You say nothing more. You have given God His own, you know, and then you want to do anything you do with your. As you mature in God, you will discover that you don't own anything. In working with God, we don't own anything. We don't own houses. We don't own money. We are. We are in possession of them, but we are not the owners. There's difference between being in possession and owning something. You don't own it. In the kingdom of God, what God wants you to have is to have access. You know, he doesn't want you to own anything. Everything belongs to him. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. You don't own anything. Everything you have belongs to God. God gives it to you to use it to enjoy it, to live in it from time to time whatever you may need he loans it out to you but it is never yours and that is how you you, you begin to live the, a true, a correct life of stewardship many people do not have a proper a life of stewardship because they do not realize that what they have is not their own it belongs to God, even your life is not your own. It belongs to God. So, it's very, very important that you understand it. God wants all of you. God doesn't want a part of your life. He asks for all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. God is not interested in half-hearted commitment, partial obedience, and the leftover of your time and money. That is why it is critical for you to develop, you know, spending time with God first thing in the morning. You know, sometimes, I, it has happened to me a number of times, sometimes we just, we, just we, we, we miss that critical moment of the morning, you know, in, in spending time in prayer. And we just say, okay, you know, maybe during my break at the office I will pray. But when I do this, and look, Satan will ensure that you don't have that time. Many things will take over that time. So what do you do? You give God the best. You give God, the Bible says, and Abel, God gave God the first, and Abel, God gave God the best. So which means when you want to give God anything, and you want to really give Him, give Him the first, and give Him the best, you know? So, God does not want a leftover of your money. After you have taken care of business, then you now begin to think of God. He desires your full devotion, not little bits of your life. A Samaritan woman once tried to debate Jesus on the best time, place, and style for worship. Jesus replied that those external issues are irrelevant. Where you worship is not as important as why you worship and how much of yourself you offer to God when you worship. There is a right and wrong way to worship. The Bible says, let us be grateful and worship God in a way that will please Him. The kind of worship that God, that pleases God has four characteristics. The kind of worship that pleases God has four characteristics. God is pleased when we worship, when our worship is accurate. People often say, I like to think of God as, and when they share their idea of the kind of God they would like to worship. But we cannot just create our own comfortable or politically correct image of God and worship it. That is idolatry. Worship must be based on the truth of scripture, not our opinions about God. Jesus told the Samaritan woman, true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. 
For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. To worship in truth means to worship God as He is truly revealed in the Bible. God is pleased when our worship is authentic. When Jesus said you must worship in spirit, He wasn't referring to the Holy Spirit, but to your spirit made in God's image. You are a spirit that resides in a body, and God designed your spirit to communicate with Him. Worship is your spirit responding to God's spirit. When Jesus said, love God with all your heart and soul, he meant that worship must be genuine and heartfelt. It is not just a matter of saying the right words. You must mean what you say. That is why James will say, the effectual fervent, fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. That is fervent, passionate, coming from the heart. So your worship must be heartfelt. Must be you must be given to it complete. You know, heartfelt praise is not is not praise. Heartless praise is not praise at all. It is worthless and insult to God. When we worship, God looks past our words to see the attitude of our hearts. The Bible says, "Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart." So when you are in worship, when you are singing, is it because it's just a nice song or are you truly giving yourself to the Lord? Since worship involves delighting in God, it engages your emotions. God gave you emotions so you would worship Him with deep feelings. But those emotions must be genuine, not faked. God hates hypocrisy. He doesn't want showmanship or pretense or funniness in worship. He wants your honest, real love. We can worship God imperfectly, but we cannot worship Him insincerely. Of course, sincerity alone is not enough. You can be sincerely wrong. That's why both spirit and truth are required. Worship must be both accurate and authentic. God-pleasing worship is deeply emotional and deeply doctrinal. We use both our hearts and our heads. Today, many equate being emotionally moved by music as being moved by the Spirit. But these are not the same. Real worship happens when your spirit responds to God, not to some musical tone. In fact, some sentimental introspective songs hinder worship because they take the spotlight of God and focus on our feelings. I used to tell people in church that it's not everybody you see crying during singing that is is crying because he's crying to the Lord. Some people, that song just reminds them of their late husband. That song just reminds them of when they were in school with their friends. And they begin to cry. So don't be moved by everybody you see that is crying in church during worship. There may just be something that they remember. Maybe their boyfriend used to play that song. And the boyfriend has left and they are crying over the boyfriend. It has nothing to do, many times, it has nothing to do with, 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 with God. You know? In fact, some, so you have to understand, your biggest distraction in worship is yourself. Your interests and your worries over what others think about you. So you must get out of your way. To worship. There are some people doing worship, especially doing singing and dancing, when they wear nice clothes or they are important in society. They don't want to dance because they are thinking of their image before people. You are your greatest distraction in the place of worship. You know, worship doesn't have to even be with musical instruments and, and you know all of that. There are times that you are praying in your room and you are dancing to the Lord. Because worship is a spiritual act. It's a spiritual act. So the idea of having to have a keyboard or a drum or something or, you know, musical instruments for you to have true worship is not correct. 
is not correct. It's very important for us to understand to 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 to, to understand that. Very very important for us to understand. God is pleased when our worship is thoughtful. Jesus commanded to love the Lord your God with all your mind. It is repeated four times in the New Testament. God is not pleased with thoughtless singing of hymns, perfunctory praying of or, or cliches, or careless exclamations of praise the Lord. Because we can't think of anything else to say at that moment. You know, we Nigerians were very, we are culpable in this matter. You go to places and I, I, if somebody is operating based on a revelation, I don't have a problem with that. But there is so much say amen. Say amen seven times. Say hallelujah. And those things really do not have very little, they have very little spiritual value. I'm telling you, they are very, the person that will receive his miracle today should say, should say the loudest amen. See, they have very little spiritual value. At best, they agree and concur to words of prophecy that are being spoken. But not that they in, the, they in themselves produce, you know, any miraculous thing at all, you know. God is pleased when our worship is practical. The Bible says, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and please not to Lord as your spiritual act of worship. Why does God want your body? Why doesn't he say, offer your spirit? Because without your body, you can't do anything on this planet. In eternity, you will receive a new, improved, upgraded body. But while you're on earth, God says, give me what you've got. He's just being practical about worship. You've had people say, I can't make it to the meeting tonight, but I'll be with you in spirit. Do you know what that means? Nothing. It is completely worthless. As long as you are on earth, your spirit can only be where your mind is, where your body is, sorry. If your body isn't there, neither are you. So this is very, very important. Very, very important. In worship, we are to offer our bodies as living sacrifices. Now, we usually associate the concept of sacrifice with something dead. But God wants you to be a living sacrifice. He wants you to live for Him. However, the problem with a living sacrifice is that it can crawl off the altar, and we often do that. We sing onward Christian soldiers on Sunday, then we go AWOL on Mondays. So, to, what we are talking about is how to develop, you know, I mean, sorry, worship or relationship that pleases God. Well, our time is up for today. I need to stop here. I believe you've been blessed. I want you to call our lines and get a copy, a free copy of the Purpose Driven Life book by Rick Warren. I am sure you have been blessed by today's episode of Compass. Let's continue the interaction on our social media platforms at Hella E. Michelia on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time, keep moving in the direction of your destiny.